playing striker. Striker. Can't sit here. Welcome to Seats Taken. This is our inaugural first, however you want to put it, podcast. I'm Joe. Tyler. Zeth. Danny. Devin. Well, today we want to try to discuss a little bit about F1. Um, There was a uh, qualifying um, race today, some practice. I'm not too well versed in the uh, F1 world, but I believe there's P1, P2, P3. P3 decides it all for everybody. Um, and looks like uh, we've got our expert um, F1 um, aficionado, if you will, Zeth. Um, he's going to kind of start us off and kind of get us rolling on um, – you know what what happened today with with F one, and we'll kind of roll back and forth a little bit with some some history. Um, go back to the previous race to kind of get some of y'all caught up on what's going on right now. And uh, so, anyway, we'll let uh, Zed take it away. Okay, so um, I guess we'll start out with um, the driver moves from the past off season. So a lot of drivers changed uh mercedes stayed the same red bull they got rid of uh albon and moved in um checko yeah checko good thing uh sergio perez and then where mercedes they got uh ricardo uh who else um who else moved seats Signed into Ferrari. Uh, yeah, Carlos. Uh, Ferrari. McLaren got uh, what's his name? Ricardo. Alpine got Alonso. Yeah. Alpine. Alpine. Yeah. <laughs> Alpine got Alonso, and then Fucking you got how they say that. <laughs> well, and then Haas got uh, Schumacher. Haas got the two new guys. Mazepin. <laughs> Mazepin. Well, I wonder yes. with Haas. Have you heard anything else about if they're gonna be they're gonna have to get a new livery because of the Russia flag? Or when they're going to fire Gunter? Uh, I feel like if the checks are clearing, the, their delivery's staying. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And okay. plus, there isn't Macepin's Russian, so. Well, he is, but then, see, if years ago when Russia got in trouble for the doping scandal, the sports, whatever board said that Russia is not allowed to promote themselves. So that's, it's like illegal right now for Russia to, to have Russian flags on. Sporting and it, stuff like that. Yeah, but it's it's just three colors. I mean, you could construe that in any way. It looks like Russia to me, but it's also a gray area because, like, obviously you can have sponsors, and obviously there's been shady sponsors in the past, like with you got the Ferrari, not Marlboro Sigs, uh, Mission Window <laughs> thing. The oh, uh, they had even before that they had the yeah. barcode. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so but the company that's sponsoring. Haas, like it's like a company that was originally founded by the Soviet Union. It was like a state company. Yeah. And uh, and since the fall of the Soviet Union, you know, it's been privatized and stuff. But it's obviously very intertwined with the whole Russian oligarch system. So I mean, that's crazy. It, it's that a weird one, gray area. The one American team is funded by the USSR. <laughs> right. 
Uh, hey, man. <laughs> you do what you gotta do. The check's gotta clear, man. And then the last last week's, not last week, the, the first race of the season um, was won by Hamilton with Verstappen coming in second. Was anybody surprised by that? No. Um, uh, well, Verstappen did win. well. Verstappen looked well, like he was Verstappen gonna... always does well, but Hamilton doesn't not do well. In the end, you can't ever be surprised with the Hamilton win with Mercedes. Yeah. But, I mean, I was surprised with the way it went down because at the end of the race when Hamilton was getting dogged by Verstappen, I thought it was inevitable he'd get around him. And he did. He just didn't do it at the right spot. He, he should have maybe. Well, he went off, he went off track. Back. He gave the spot back, but he should have waited so he didn't have time to <laughs> yeah. come back on him. But he slowed down in the turn, lost all his momentum, and then I lost think, the race pretty much. Yeah, I think he burned up his tires real good with the hunt, and it was going to be hard to overtake again. So it's unfortunate. And so then after that, Hamilton won. He's points leader, as always. And then what China was – they were supposed to race in China, but it got canceled. Wait, are we are we talking about the WWE superstar? Yeah. <laughs> but so it got canceled, and then this week they're in Imola. Um, like I said, practice. Well, practice was crazy. There was a lot of wrecks in practice. Charles yeah. went off, and there was a few other people that went off. I think Sebastian had a problem. He finished like thirteenth uh, in in practice. The uh, what is the Japanese guy for uh, Yuki Sonoda? Sonoda. Yeah, he f- he fucked the car up pretty good. No, that car's that car's jacked up. Well, that was yeah. in that's in qualifying and in, in practice in, there in was a lot of wrecks. Yeah. Qualifying happened today, and in Q one he wrecked out. And I haven't heard um, what they said, but they were talking about on on the broadcast saying that if he destroyed the chassis and they have to switch the chassis, he'll have to start he, from the the pit lane. But if right. but if it's just the uh, the gearbox, then he can start from the grid. But I haven't heard if it is the chassis or just the gearbox. Well, why do they do that? I mean, what does that mean? I mean, if it's the chassis, the gearbox. I mean, why does I, I, it I determine it, where they start? Well, because I think it's like a real thing because the, the chassis is sort of like quote unquote the car. Yeah. Okay. And so and like a and I think a gearbox is more of a part. So like yeah. in, so you can't in, be yeah. making last minute adjustments to the car yeah. like before like, a race. Like in NASCAR, mm-hmm. in NASCAR they have multiple cars. So they'll set up. Say they set up a car just for Dover, and they set up a car just for Richmond, and it's a completely different car. In F one, yeah, they, they got, have the same car all year. So if you have to change out the chassis, which is an integral part of the car, then that goes against regulation. So you have to serve the penalty, which would be starting from the pit lane instead of the grid. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they, they actually run the, the same car? Yes. The whole, oh, wow. Part of the sport of F1 is, like, they want you to design a car that'll last all year. So, like, you only get, like, one or two engine changes a year and gearbox changes. Yeah. It's, not, it's not like a oh, okay. you know, NASCAR, you know, you got a short track. You got short track cars. You got super speedway cars. You got whatever. Mm-hmm. And it and. During the same weekend, you can't change engines and stuff, or you get a penalty. But like between races, it doesn't matter. But F one, they want you to build something that'll last not the whole season because they do do engine changes, but like almost the whole season. So what happens that if shows, you total a car? In I'm not sure practice? how that works. I don't. I'm know. not sure how that works. I think you would take uh, you would take a hit in you know standings or whatever. You would take a penalty somewhere. 
I think but the only they're, time... They're not going to have you run just one car. The only time we might have seen something like that is last year when Grosjean wrecked at Azerbaijan... Not Azerbaijan, uh, at... Um, Bahrain. Bahrain. But with him being hurt and not racing, we didn't see the effect. You know what I mean? Well, they had a backup driver the next well, they had race, didn't Phil they? Dipaldi, but Phil DePaldi, but Phil DePaldi wouldn't have got points for Grosjean. He would have accrued his own points. Yeah, he would accrue points for Haas, but well, not yeah, constructor points. points, but not driver points. But, not just, but that goes like, to show how good the engineers are. That if they go out there and really mess up a car, they can have like like the uh, the guy did today. He messed up the whole back of the car. They're going to have it on the track tomorrow. Well, see, and then that's yeah. the thing too that F one changed the rules about because back in like the eighties and nineties, if you wrecked your car like that. The, the engineers, they would work all night long to get that car ready for the next race. But now F1 has placed a time limit on garage. So I don't know if it's like 10 o'clock at night. I don't know exactly what the official time is. But after that time, no one is allowed to be in the garage. So that means that they are rebuilding that car in express. You know, like... A, yeah. That's just the mechanics and their union. Yeah. yeah Can't that- work after 10. <laughs> Shut her down. There's a union shop here, brother. <laughs> well, that, that's the inter- that's that, that's what's interesting like to me. Get a race or not? Yeah, I mean that's that's what's interesting to me is that I mean, with NASCAR they've got a stable of cars, right? I right. mean, so if they wanted, I mean, they've they've got that one car. So I mean, they basically building a car from scratch. If they like totally wrecked a car, they would just have to. I mean, would they go grab another car and add to whatever their, no, their package they would have, was? They or have what? to rebuild that car. Now that they, have, car. they have modular parts. So, oh, okay. so I mean, you know, you you have another engine, you have another transmission. You have, well, see, and so and two, they're not manufacturers necessarily. Some of them. That's like why Ferrari and Mercedes and all of them, they. Uh, they make their own parts, so like their front wings and everything like that, they custom make that just for them. But somebody like Haas is just like bargain bin grabbing like, I'll take this front wing that they have, you know, on the shelf, and I'll take this, you know, side panel and this and that. Yeah. So they're piecing their car together well, well, while the teams, others are actually Those teams are probably only designing the parts that are regulations say they have to design themselves to be a team. Yeah. Could right. they take like, say – another team could they like borrow parts from them is there restrictions on that like no you can't buy so, you stuff from ferrari that. to there, put there, there, there's certain parts. parts that you have to design yourself and there's certain parts that you can buy from other teams and that was what the whole thing last year with racing point yeah in 80s was uh you know they copied the whole car from photographs but the one thing that they got them on as far as the rules was the brake ducts saying that that was a part you had to design yourself and that they had clearly got it from Mercedes, which they did. But there was a gray area where the year before you were allowed to do it. And then, I don't know. The FIA last season decided to penalize Racing Point for using the same brake ducts, but they still allowed them to use them. And, and Racing Point's argument was that the year before, that was not a part you had to design yourself. That was a part you were allowed to buy. Right. So they had it on their car the year before, and they were saying, well, that was the part we had the last year, so we can just use it next year. Like, why would we just have to go out and design something different? We already have this. Right. 
and it kind of makes I could see both ways. So I don't know. It's an interpretation thing, but and I, I think too, if it might be a little different if you have like, if the parts go between like sister teams. So, yeah. like if uh, like Ferrari and Haas, they're like somewhat linked. They run the same uh, motors, and they're kind of like kind of under the same umbrella. And like what what after the name changes, I'm all confused. Who is who is uh Alpha Tori and all that shit now? Alpha Tori is the is the Red Bull secondary team. They're Toro Rosso. And then who is because they, they changed the names and they're all Alpha. Alpha's the Ferrari one, right? No, well, no. That's Alpha Romeo. Alpha Romeo is the there's two alphas, yeah. different spelling alphas, though. <laughs> yeah, that's so stupid. But they're both they're both based in Italy. And then there's Alpine, just by themselves. Yeah, well, I don't think they're really. I don't think they're. I don't think anybody runs uh, Renault engines except Alpine. Right, because uh, Red Bull used to. Red Bull, Red Bull was running. To. Yeah, McLaren has switched to Mercedes now, and Red Bull is running the Honda. Yeah, which I think. We need to talk about for like the 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 meat and potatoes of the conversation is if Max has a chance to win the championship this year, because I think he's the only one that even stands a remote chance of taking it from Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And with Honda, they seem like they've made a big jump this year as far as their engine. But how? I mean, how far can they progress? Because with Honda pulling out of the sport, I, I mean, thought that was going to happen this season. No, so they're they're obviously having they're having the engines this year, and but also like freezes on new developments. So like the other teams can't really yeah. like catch up to the new Honda engine because the Honda engine obviously it looks really good because you see he's Alphatari. I mean Gasly, he's he uh, he qualified fifth today, which is great for Alphatari. Yes, and you got Red Bull two and three, and they're within five hundredths of Mercedes. So I mean they're right there. Yeah, because so, Red Bull. Red Bull got the other teams to agree to an engine freeze, so mm-hmm. like you said, they can't they can't progress. Uh, they can't keep working on their engines. But also, with Honda pulling out, Honda still will be giving backing, but they won't be doing any progression. So there was talk of Red Bull having to partner with um, some kind of engine manufacturer, either being Mugen or being Judd. Or someone like that who can help them progress their engines because they're not an engine manufacturer. They don't. Yeah. And that's even if they get the rights, which I believe they have secured the rights to the engine. Um, I think they're going to run the Honda engines for the next few years, and they got some deal worked out where it's going to work out. I don't know exactly how that works, but what happened this year is Honda, because they were getting out earlier than they had originally anticipated. They had these engine upgrades that were they were going to deploy down the road. But yeah. when they got the word, basically, I guess from corporate, you know, like, hey, they're pulling out the the racing engine section of Honda was like, okay, well, let's get these. We had, we got these developments that are for down the road, so they worked overtime to get them ready for this year, so so that they would be able to be used eventually. Well, who knows? And, you know, what if you know, say Red Bull just kills it this season? Who's to say yeah. that Honda won't be like, well, damn, it looks like we finally figured it out. Why not stick around? Well, Honda's. It seems like such a good idea, like marketing wise, if well, they're doing really well to do it. Yeah. I, and like they just got back into to F1 like not that long ago. It's kind of. Well, but don't Honda, get out when you're on top. Honda yeah. has had a long history of being in and out of Formula One. 
Um, yeah. Honda was running the most successful team back in the 90s with Senna at McLaren. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were winning championship hand over fist, and they pulled out. So success to them like that I don't think is a motivating factor, but what we really the bottom line comes to is financial. And they're saying yeah. that the financial of it is not, um, well, is not supporting them. Well, I think if you're a big company doing F1, you're not making money. You're doing it for... You're doing it for marketing, like Ferrari, Mercedes, and Red Bull. All three of them, they don't make money off of this. It's marketing. Mercedes is selling cars, and Ferrari the same, and Red Bull is selling energy drinks. Well, yeah, I love Red Bull cars. And, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, exactly. Well, see, but, and that's something that has always been a major difference between F1 and NASCAR. NASCAR was built on the theory that you you win Sunday, you sell Monday, but F1, expect like Enzo. Uh, Enzo Ferrari, mm-hmm. he specifically, the only reason he built road cars is to pay for his racing team because he hated road cars. He said he did not want to make road cars. He only wanted to make race cars. I think Ferrari's unique in that because obviously Mercedes is trying to sell cars as is, uh, you know, Renault or Alpine, Aston Martin. Yeah, but McLaren, you know, I would say McLaren. They're is, kind of in that Ferrari. Uh, yeah, they're like a racing organization sort of. Yeah, because well, McLaren, because they all they like do is supercars. All they do is make very high-end sports cars. You know, it's like Ferrari. Yeah, well, McLaren didn't even start making cars a real car until what mid '90s or mid 2000s, because they made the they made the McLaren F1 back in the day, but that was like a one-off. And then they were mm-hmm. partnered. They were partnered with Mercedes in like the late mid to late '90s and early 2000s. And then they started to make production cars, and Mercedes told them, if you make production cars, you're a direct competitor with us, yeah. and we will pull our engine deal, and they, they did it anyway. But going back to the, the championship battle, what you really have this year is, is Honda's got this new engine where it's supposed to be like a very low-profile design, which has actually allowed Red Bull, I believe, to slim down the profile of their car. Which has only been a problem for them, because Red Bull has always had, has had bad aero, but good power. Yeah, well, this is this is helping their power, their arrows, because like they don't need as much space for the engine. Because if you seen like the Alpine thing, they got this big giant engine block back there, and it, I think that's probably hurting them. But Red Bull's allowed to slim down a little bit, and that along with like you got the regulation changes with the whole high rate versus low rate concept thing. Yeah. Where the high rate car, the high rate cars like Red Bull, where the rear end of the car is sort of higher, and the car's at an angle. Those cars are now at more of an advantage than they used to be relative to the low-rate cars, which are more sitting flat, like Mercedes. And it's it's kind of a contradiction because Red Bull should have some of the best aero because their head designer is Adrian Newey, mm-hmm. who, you know, back in the day revolutionized Williams and McLaren and, and was a big well, part of them winning championships. They seem to be doing good now, and the, the regulations have favored them this year. And that's why you... I heard a what's the Oatmar guy from Aston Martin? He was talking about at practice the other day. He was doing a like interview during practice, and they're trying to get the regulations changed mid-season because Aston Martin they copied that Mercedes so hard, but they didn't have the technical expertise behind it. I think. Yeah, so they screwed they just, themselves. Yeah, they just kind of uh, they copied them with the pictures, but I don't think they had the full know-how of why that stuff works. So now with the new regulation changes, they don't know how to adapt. And Mercedes is, has adapted, and they're still going to be top, but their their lead has obviously shrunk. Well, yeah. also, I think Red Bull is definitely, you know, on the right track now. You know, oh yeah. The past seasons with Max and Ricardo, 
They didn't get along. They didn't like each other. And then Max with Gasly. Gasly was, he wasn't ready to be in that seat yet. And then moving forward, Albin was not sure of himself. You could tell that he was nervous to be out there in that car. That he knew that one wrong move and I just lost my seat. Well, now that they got Sergio Perez, you know, I think they're in the best position they've been in since Vettel was running their car. I'd agree with that. Yeah. And with yeah, Perez, I mean, he can drive that car. He, he's, he's good. And check Looking out. qualifying this morning, I mean, you got Perez second. He beat out Verstappen. Yeah. And if you look at Red Bull, you know, if they're talking from a constructor perspective, all they need Perez to do is beat Botas because Verstappen's going after Hamilton. All they need yeah. Perez to do is beat Botas, and Botas is sitting down there in eighth after qualifying. I don't know what happened to him. He he didn't have a good Q three. Yeah, yeah but so Perez is showing they have good matches for Mercedes. I yeah. think I think honestly, I I think Max could win the drivers' championship, but it's going to be a race. It's going to be a fight. But I think it's even more likely for Red Bull to win the constructors' championship. And have Lewis win the drivers' championship. I, I yeah. agree with that because I, I don't think Botas is a top level driver, but I think Red Bull's got two guys. Verstappen's obviously top of the heat, and I think Perez is right up there with anybody. Yeah, I don't know about that about that with Botas. I feel like I don't feel like he gets the most out of his car, and you saw that whenever George Russell took the other Mercedes seat last year and basically showed him up. Yeah. Do you think that Checo is a driver and he's going to drive? But Bodos has been a a backseat kind of wingman. He just his his job is to make Hamilton win versus Max mm-hmm. and Checo, who I think they're gonna be racing each other. I don't think that Checo's gonna give up a spot to help Max. So do you think that will come as a roadblock maybe to Max winning the championship? I think it's good to push each other because Max hasn't really had any teammate competition mm-hmm. in years. Since Ricardo. Yeah, but even when Ricardo was there, like they they tussled a little bit, and Max was still kind of green. But now he's got some years under his belt, and fucking uh, Albon, and I mean, <laughs> come on, yeah, that yeah. was just that was ridiculous. Me and I, I, I was, think you can look at it or go, go ahead, Jeff. I'm gonna say when Gasly was there, I think Gasly is almost like a system quarterback. He. For some reason, I think if you put anybody in that Mercedes, they're going to run great. That car is amazing. You could be a mediocre driver and win a championship in that car. Where Gasly wasn't ready for the Red Bull, but you put him back in the Alpha Tori, and he, comfortable. he runs amazing. So, mm-hmm. I, But you put him in the other car, and I don't know if he would. I think going back to the teammate thing, like does Perez push him? Is that good, or is that getting away? You know, there's a couple ways you can look at it, because... Look at Mercedes when they had uh, what was the guy that beat Lewis in 2016 or whenever that was or 20 20- Rosberg, Rosberg. Yeah. You know, Mercedes looked at that as a negative because they were wrecking each other out, going too hard, and it was losing them overall constructors points. And so I think that's why they went with the number one driver, number two driver concept. But it could also help because Mercedes has that has always had that thing where whenever Max Verstappen didn't have a good teammate, Mercedes always had two cars that could deploy different strategies against him. Yeah. And so if one strategy didn't work, they had the second car that would beat him and another strategy. So do you and think now that- Red Bull's got that ability with an but they also have another driver who's not just a number two driver. I think Perez can actually go out there and win races. Yeah. So the most important thing is can they race each other clean? Because they're gonna be near each other a lot. So as long as they respect each other, I think it's gonna be really good for them. 
So if they can get along and, you know, be productive out there racing with each other, do you think it will hurt Hamilton now that Bodas is kind of falling off now? You know. Oh yeah, cause, because uh, I mean, look, if you look at the qualifying here at Imola, you got Lewis first, and then you got Perez and Verstappen two and three. So he's going to have two Red Bulls right on his tail, and they can do what what Mercedes has always done, where they have two cars against one Red Bull. You know. I also think that if Bodas continues this decline that we're seeing right now, that this might be his last year in a Mercedes, and they could bring up George Russell. And I think that I would see that, that would cause a lot of problems for Lewis because I think Russell is a fantastic driver, but oh, he just, yeah. he's not in good equipment, and that could bring back a battle. And then especially with the new regulations next year, that's such a toss-up. You have no idea what the cars now, are going to be like. Well, on that same at the same time, do you think because Red Bull has a second driver, assuming they're number two now, Botas has like a direct competitor in Checo. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Hamilton and Verstappen are going at it. And then Botas really didn't have, he was just, he's running out there with nobody. And now he has Checo. You think Checo could like light that fire in him. So he has competition to like get out there and actually race. I could see that, but you know what? You watch Driver survive and every year he goes, this is the year I got to take it to Lewis. I just got to block out the haters and really, you know, focus. And and he never does it. I, I don't know. And the fact that he got showed up by George Russell so hard that one race yeah. last year, I don't think that's a good look for him. And it's it's clear he's just he's just not that level of a driver. And like he would, as- he would not have won that race that Checo won last year with Racing Point. He wouldn't have done that. So, and with Russell being as young as he is, that's that's not good for Botas. That, no, that, I mean he could be the future. Botas is very lucky that he's been allowed to have these years at Mercedes and rack up some wins. Yeah, and so he should be happy for that. But I mean, yeah, you think you know he doesn't want to get showed up by Perez, but you know we'll see what happens. So I, I, I don't know. So with that being said. Right now, new the new season starting. Um, we had a race a couple three weeks ago, something to that that matter. Mm-hmm. What does it look like now, leading into this race? Kind of take some notes from um, from last last time. You know the 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 first race. Is, what are y'all seeing? What are you thinking? Is there something that they're doing different? Is there something that they didn't even improve on? They just look the same? Um, so I think Red Bull in particular, I think what kind of messed Red Bull up last race is the technicality on Sergio Perez exceeding track limits in Q3 and validating his qualifying. It was either Q3 or Q2 and validating mm-hmm. his qualifying time. Because he was on pace to easily be top five, you know, at the end and of the not day. only that, and he had the problem in the in the outlap before the race where he had to start last from the pit, remember? Yeah, and he's still, what, he ended up fishing, what, eighth, if I'm correct, somewhere I mean, around yeah, there? I think it was like, I want to say it was like, uh, he finished fifth. He had a really great race for where he started. He and went through just the whole imagine field. if he had been there with Max up at the front. Yeah. Well, to what Joe yeah. was saying, um, I think Mercedes, during... Preseason testing, I think they were really sandbagging, to be honest. 
because they were they act, always do they always do everybody does but they were acting like oh the car is not good this year we're not we're not where we need to be but then they get out on track and hamilton's up at the top like always so i think i don't know what their progression is because you can't tell with mercedes they're always at the top yeah. so you really have no idea where their level is I think as soon as Hamilton starts, he's like, "Oh, my tires are bad. My tires are bad," and then he runs the whole race on the same set of tires. Right. <laughs> Everybody's then, thinking, "Oh yeah, we got him now." Like I said yeah. earlier, Red Bull has made, I think, a, a tremendous jump this year. I think last year they did really well, but they weren't there yet. They were just micro fraction off of where they needed to be. This year, I think they've jumped up tremendously. I think McLaren has jumped into that third spot over Ferrari. Um, yeah. Because today in qualifying, um, uh, Lando qualified third, um, but he went off track, so they negated his time. Yeah. But then Ferrari, I think, has always been, you know, the 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 one A one B type situation where they're always, you know, running up the at the top. But last year with uh, whatever secret engine regulation whatever that they had <laughs> it it killed them and their engine was bad and they said oh we're not going to be competitive till 2022 but this year i think they've they're whatever they fixed has really helped the car come along but i think you're they're looking at at best third maybe fourth and for some reason carlos doesn't seem too comfortable in the ferrari yet yeah he was struggling not saying I think that, for ferrari right now their competition is is uh, mclaren definitely then after that I thought Ashton Martin, I thought they were going to be a lot better than they've shown so far. Um, they haven't really been where they were last year. I think that goes back to the reg changes for this year, where the the low-rate cars have taken a bit of a hit. And since their whole concept was basically copied from Mercedes photographs, they don't have the depth of engineering knowledge to develop that in the first place. Yeah. So, like they don't have the ability to adapt because they don't know. It's kind of like we don't know why this car works. It just does, so we do it. Yeah, and then like, now it's career end on a plummet. Yeah, it's but now <laughs> but now it's different. It's like okay, how do we adapt it? Well, we didn't even design this damn thing, so we don't know. Whereas Mercedes, you know, it's hurt them a little bit, but you know they're still right at the top. Then after that, I think down at the bottom. It's gonna be Williams or Haas. I mean, that's just what oh, it is. Hey, I think I think Haas is dead last <laughs> this year. Hey, 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 hey. And then in between oh, that, man. in between that, in between <laughs> after Ferrari and before Haas or McLaren or not McLaren, uh, Williams, that in between is such a, a crapshoot because they're all not great. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. AlphaTauri. AlphaTauri you know. should be Alpha, should be I, higher. I think- I think, in my opinion, the ranking right now is Mercedes, Red Bull, McLaren. Then I'd probably say Ferrari, and then AlphaTauri. But that's a close tie. I mean, yeah. you might as well call it two fourth places right there because it's going to be and neck then, and neck all season with them too. Alpiner, I don't know where they're at. <laughs> Alpiner, <laughs> I can't get I, I can't get over the way they say that. Yeah, Come that's... on, man, it's Alpine. <laughs> and and Sauber are. Alfa Romeo, Alfa Romeo Sauber, whatever they are. They're always down at the bottom. I think Giovinazzi's mm-hmm. a crap driver, just be honest. I think... Yeah, and I think Kimi, uh, you know, what's he doing? The Iceman. What, what is he doing driving around in circles hey, in the, in Alfa, like in Alfa Romeo? Hey, he said it himself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the he, text uh, clear. <laughs> he said it himself, F1 is just a hobby. Well, yeah. 
And and you know what? Maybe it, it's the Alfa Romeo's advantage to have a driver people like for marketing and merch or whatever. The thing is, but he doesn't help and them they, at all. He has no personality. <laughs> but people like him. People love him. Oh yeah, he's and funny. they 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 love him because of his like his his introversion, I guess. Yeah. So but, in closing here, has Mercedes luck ran out, and is this Red Bull season? I think that is the the question. I don't think their play luck, out. I don't think their luck's ran out, but I think Red Bull is going to have some strong finishes. But I'm going to throw y'all a curveball here because I'm going to ask everybody to kind of pick who they think might, I don't know, win the race tomorrow or finish in the top five tomorrow. And I've got my pick. So whatever y'all thinking, you know, whatever you're thinking, your pick. Um, Where are you going, Tyler? I would like to say I'm going to say that uh, Sergio Perez might win tomorrow. Mm. Better qualifying time. How about how about this? Instead of top five, give me your podium. So if I had to I pick my you. podium, I'd say probably Sergio, Hamilton, and Max at P3. So I would say the smart bet would be Checo. And then Hamilton and Max. I think that's how they'll finish. I'm hoping to see Charles coming because Charles is my guy, but I, I don't think he will. I, I think there's some uh, there's some volatility with those Red Bull cars. They seem to have some issues. I saw it in practice a little bit. They're fast, but there's some reliability. So I'm going to say Lewis wins, and one of the Red Bulls gets second. I'll go with probably Verstappen. And then I'm going to say maybe Lando gets the, the third podium spot because he was real fast. I was thinking that too. I was and say. Even with his lap deleted in third, he's still ahead of Botas. And yep. he's got he's got Ricardo, Gasly, and Leclerc in front of him. Uh, you know, Ferrari will screw up the strategy. Gasly and Ricardo, who see what they do. But I, I, I bet you could see a Lando third place on that podium. I'm That's really, what I was thinking too. I really desperately want to see ricardo get a podium this year just to see I him do too. just to see him drive dale's car like i love ricardo <laughs> anyway but i really want to see him drive dale's car but so my picks it's going to be like danny's i think it's going to be max i think hamilton and then uh lando all right joe what are you going yeah on? are you all ready for this okay i'm the rookie Green. I don't know a lot about what's going on with this F1 Formula One. Schumacher for the win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I was looking at Hamilton to win the race. Um, going out on a limb, huh? Yeah. I'm looking. <laughs> ballsy I'm, move. I'm looking at Daniel <laughs> Ricardo to pick up third oh. position or P3. All right. I like it. And, sure. man, I like Max Verstappen, and I don't want to seem like a homer because Tyler's – that's his guy. Um, the Pelican. But I, you know what? They make good cases. I, you know what? I don't know. I, I just got a funny feeling that Pierre Gasly. Mm. Not a bad pick, though. I think he could go race. in second. Boy, those Alphataris are strong because they got the Honda motor and – not that far behind the top teams. I mean, Yuki Sonoda looked really fast last week. 
you know, he's starting in last or whatever because he wrecked. But Pierre Gasly's up there in fifth. You think that'll affect him, his confidence on track since he had that wreck? You think he's going to let off of it? Man, I think Yuki is just such a hard charging driver, man. He because he, he thinks I he's think, the best already. He even want to race you, If you look at him in F two, he he kind of <laughs> set himself apart in F two, and then you just listen to the way he talks on the radio. Like he's he's there to win, man, and he doesn't give a damn. I I like him a lot. He's a little cocky, but like he kind of that's a race car driver. Money of a young Max. He looks like a twelve year old. Yeah, boy. honestly, he's he. I think he's got a little young Max in him, and. He's going to be in that, that second Red Bull seat before too long. Perez is like, I think Perez is kind of like a placeholder in the meantime in Red Bull's plans because they don't even normally like to go outside of their driver academy. They like to they like to promote their guys. Perez was just like, a, well, we don't have anybody else, so let's sign whoever's available. And Perez is really good, nothing against him. But they like to have their guys. And Yuki Sonoda, um, I, think he, I think he's legit. But he and brings, Gasly already had his shot, and you know I don't know if they'll bring him back. We'll see. Well, maybe Gasly just because he's got something to prove. I mean, because I think he thought that they were going to you know run with him and kind of work with him and all that, and then they moved yeah. him back to the B team. It, and you know what? He got the win. He won with Alfatari at a Monza last year. Yeah, which is insane. Yeah, and. So, I mean, he's got that to his credit, but, you know, let's see what Yuki Sonoda does this year. But I think Christian Horner is mine. I think he's looking at Sonoda as his next guy. And obviously Verstappen is alongside yeah, Verstappen, him. But. He's, he's, well, that's part- his for a long And, and then that's the other conversation is there's lots of uh, Verstappen Mercedes rumors where Mercedes wants the, the future of Mercedes, Verstappen and George Russell. Man, and I th- that would be crazy. I think he I, could he could pick up his his laundry or his luggage and move right on over to a team that's going to put him in the winner's circle. Uh, I don't see, yeah, I don't see Max doing that though. With the rivalry as strong as it is, just out of principle, I think he would stay just to take it to Mercedes and not. Yeah, I think he them. shares Christian Horner's hatred towards them. There's no way he yeah, does. <laughs> He has that competitiveness to where I could see him not wanting to do that, not wanting to pull like an NBA super team move yeah. and wanting to stick with what he's got. And then the other thing is it's like, okay, you jump to Mercedes, but like next year the cars are totally different. So you have no reason to believe that their car is going to be the dominant car. Yeah. And if he and did you, go to Mercedes, he would do it after he takes out Mercedes, you know. You yeah. beat him, then you join him. You don't well, join him while you're down. He'd be such a legend if he beat him at Red Bull. Yeah. If he if he ended the Mercedes streak at Red Bull, that'd be awesome. If he joins Mercedes and wins, then it'd be like, well, you know, whatever. Just more Mercedes wins. Yeah. All yeah. right, well, fellas. I think that concludes our uh, F one talk for this week. <laughs> well, because I am the green guy here. Okay. You know, um, that's that Carlos signs. That's the guy that interests me the most because he went from I thought maybe he was making some progress at uh at uh, mclaren and then he gets a shot at ferrari i mean that appeal of the name ferrari yeah and that's definitely it yeah that i mean I, I wouldn't be surprised if verstappen were to say you know what i'm gonna go make a name at ferrari so i'm gonna be the the new schumacher or whatever because i don't know if anybody wants to go in there and try to fill the shoes or 
you know, you, everybody's like, well, you know, Hamilton didn't, didn't do it this way. So, you know. He's going to follow in Vettel's. I don't think that. Hamilton done it this way. Yeah. So <laughs> here's a little bit about Ferrari. Um, Ferrari has raced in every Grand Prix since the beginning of F1. Okay. Since 1950, um, they had their fan base is rabid. It's the Tifosi. Yeah. They have a name. It's like the Cowboys. So the Tifosi and the Longhorns. The Tifosi. <laughs> Tifosi <laughs> translates in Italian to "Sea of Red." Oh, you don't have to tell me what it translates to. <laughs> because I'm up. I'm up to speed on my Italian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm saying Ferrari has the name, the 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 most prestige that. If you drive for oh, Ferrari, yeah. you you are something. Of course. Even right. if you're a bad Ferrari driver, the fact that you made it yeah. to Ferrari is an accomplishment well, of so, its own. So look up the videos of so before COVID when they had fans, uh, when <laughs> when 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 Leclerc, not like Ferrari still has fans, but I mean in the stands, uh, yeah. yeah. So when Leclerc won at Monza, which is the Ferrari home track. You know, generally, and just the crazy atmosphere of that—you don't see that anywhere else in F1. Well, I think not, what you said about, about the Cowboys is a good comparison. Of like, even though the Cowboys suck, you're not going to pass up the opportunity to be on the Cowboys. Yeah, it's like just a legacy uh, team that's for, synonymous with the sport. If you want to compare, they're, uh, it's like Notre Dame. It's like the Longhorns, like the Cowboys. It's you know, or like it's a legacy team that's like sort of synonymous with the sport, but struggling in modern times. Yeah, that's Ferrari. And yeah. and the Cowboys and Ferrari are a lot in comparison that they live on that name because mm-hmm. J- Jerry Jones assigned so many players on the fact that being a Dallas Cowboy is a name, and being a Dallas Cowboy would get you. Uh, sponsorship deals. It'll get you so much more beyond your contract. And, and for- that's and that's signs to Ferrari 100%. Yep. Even though McLaren is a better team right now. Yep. And to what Joe was saying, Zeth, you might, I don't know if you've told him or not, but what he was saying he thinks Max could do is exactly what Vettel did. Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, well, because Seb ran. Well, Seb was scared of Ricardo, and Seb ran to Ferrari. But yeah, Seb but he won, had a good run at Red Bull. Seb won four titles at Red Bull. Yeah, and they were I'm the so like, Red Bull was like, his put team. Your mouth on that thing. <laughs> Gets me. <laughs> that that's our our drop master. He's yeah. work, he's working yeah, out all yeah. the kinks over here. Yeah, but I think for now, I think that should I think that should conclude our F one talk. No, um, I think it was a good talk. I think so. It was I mean, fantastic. Look, I mean, I'm GG guys. I just, I just finished up with the the, the Drive to Survive series on Netflix, um, and you know, hey, I, I learned a lot from that just from watching that series. And and I guess Danny put it best. He's like, oh yeah, you'll be caught up by the time you get done watching all that. And I I'm think like, Drive yeah. to Survive. Well, that that is the great thing about that series. It just. If you don't know anything about F1 and you start from season one, it'll get you up to speed to what you need to know. You also yeah. waste three seasons on watching Haas just suck and still not figure <laughs> out. That, that's enough Haas shit talk, okay? <laughs> Gunther Steiner is a national treasure. Yeah. Well, okay, so I season agree, one sir. is there, I agree. season one, like you watch it and like, okay, Haas is doing pretty good. Like, you know, they're the underdog, but they're making things work and then it's two seasons of like, oh my God. <laughs> right. But nobody right. fuck smash my door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I you gotta love him and he was a character. I loved I loved listening oh, yeah. to him 
fuss and it's like he's always trying to come up with some sort of reasoning or uh, yeah. well, you know we'll, we'll, we'll be better will we get this or we get more he's money. like oh fuck I have to go call Gene so, <laughs> so maybe the <laughs> yeah, yeah. so fucking Gene on the phone <laughs> Gene is gonna be so pissed <laughs> so <laughs> they just hear Gene like well we get him next time so maybe Gene, no, the last season Gene was like I'm not spending any more money you better find some sponsorship and then that's yeah, when he fires both it. drivers and gets Schumacher <laughs> calls up Vladimir Putin like <laughs> I, I like how uh, Luther Steiner's wheeling and dealing <laughs> Uh, what's his uh God, what's his name? The not Grosjean, the other one. I don't oh, know uh, I his name. Why yeah, I know the, the Dane. Yeah, uh, Magnuson. Magnuson. Magnuson, yeah. Yeah. Magnuson's like, you know, yeah, I feel I feel pretty comfortable that I I'm gonna be here next season. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And then Grosjean, he's just loving because he didn't die. He's like, look how much attention I'm getting. Bro, that was the best thing that happened to him. He was loving that so much. That, the <laughs> highlight of his career was him almost dying. He loved walking around, holding up his big, giant, casted hands, just showing them yeah. to everybody. <laughs> now his hand looks like a freaking lobster claw, and he has to live with that the rest of his life. Drive to Survive I, I, really dropped the ball on that, too. Like, <laughs> cars parked, fans went in concessions, stood in line to go use a pisser, came back. Still wasn't out of the car. Yeah, they made it seem like the drivers, they all got back to yeah. the pit. And they're like watching it on TV like, oh, man, is he going to come out? I was like, surely that guy, he's burnt to a crisp episode. now. <laughs> but when you watched it live on TV, like as soon as you knew what happened, Groshan was already like in the ambulance. I thought yeah. he was going to look like Nicky Lauda. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it, there was, it was more like looking at the replay, like holy crap, that was crazy. But like live, like by the time you had an idea of what actually happened, he was like already long gone you know right well i hate to interrupt because i mean we've got a good flow going here on this and and we could go all night i'm sure but we kind of transition here a little bit and um i guess what we're going to do now is we'll take us a a quick break and kind of stretch our legs for just a sec and then our smoke them if you got them. Yeah, smoke them if you got them. Our ne- 